The Plan with Callahan podcast is brought to you by Kirby Callahan Wealth, a practice of Northeast Planning Associates. Financial planning is hard. Let them make it easy, one step at a time. Financial planning offered through Northeast Planning Associates, a registered investment advisor. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. Northeast Planning and LPL are not affiliated. Now, on with the show. Let me have your attention for a moment. Because you're talking about what? You're talking about... Mm, Money, money, money. Ah, high finance. (laughs) Bulls, bears, people from Connecticut. That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. I'm Tommy Callahan, Big Tom Callahan's son. You like Huey Lewis on the news? Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Plan with Callahan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Callahan. Ah, the dog days of winter. We're heading into my favorite month of the year. Just all the S's. Snow, slush, salt, sand. It really is the gift that keeps on giving. It's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I absolutely despise the month of February. It's the grayest, it's the coldest, it's the dirtiest. USA Today says that January is the worst month of the year, but I'm just not buying it. At least in January, you still have football. I wish I could just click my heels together three times and jump to March. But hey, we're going to buckle up our chin straps, we're going to dig our heels in, and we're going to fight through this together. I am excited because my oldest starts mini basketball at the YMCA this weekend. And that's just going to be a real treat. A bunch of five and six-year-olds tossing basketballs all over the place. I'll take odds at 10 to 1 that in less than 90 seconds, some kid's going to take a basketball right to the face and become hysterical. I can almost guarantee it if they're within five feet of my son. You can take one look at him, and the last word that's going to come to your mind is finesse. So it should be exciting. To throw salt in the wound, the Super Bowl is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh my God! Yeah, I just can't win. I can't think of a more undesirable matchup. As much as I, like the majority of Americans, can't stand the Philadelphia Eagles fan base, and I know if there are any Eagles fans listening right now, you take pride that there's a hatred towards your fan base. I gotta say, if I had to pick, I'm taking the Eagles. I have no qualms with Jalen Hurts. I'd be happy for him if he won. I mean, I don't have an issue personally with Patrick Mahomes, but I certainly project my deep displeasure of his family onto him. His brother is absolutely insufferable. What's pretty wild, though, is that if Philly does win, that would be the first Alabama quarterback since Kenny Stabler in 1977 to win a Super Bowl. That's pretty amazing how a college program can have so much success yet be so underwhelming at the quarterback position. With the 15th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the six-time world champion New England Patriots select Mac Jones. Wow, it is is. Mac Jones. The confident stride of a national champion quarterback. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Well, 
hey, enough about this brutal four weeks we have ahead of us and the horrible Super Bowl we're all going to put ourselves through. This is the Plan with Callahan podcast. So today, we're going to talk about the markets. Say, kid. They say if you live in the past, you die in the present. But they also say if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. So what are you going to do? Well, when it comes to investing, as I've said time and time again, history doesn't repeat itself, but it has a tendency to rhyme. And with the headlines expected to be all over the place again this year, let's take a look at 2022 and see how everything shook out. Uh, before I do that, big shout out to Russell Investments. They always provide me with great nuggets of information and data. So I want to say thank you to them because they really do give me the ammunition to help fill these podcasts. First, let's do a little 2022 year in review. Well, we started off last year with the war in Ukraine and, and, and the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Uh, Apple's market cap had reached an astounding $3 trillion, and this country's national debt topped $30 trillion for the first time. We entered March with the two-year Treasury yield exceeding that of the 10-year Treasury for the first time in three years. That doesn't make sense. That's what we like to call an inverted yield curve, which many economists believe is a telltale sign of a recession to come. The Fed also made its first interest rate hike of the year at a quarter of 1%. In April, the White House announced plans for the largest release of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and the U.S. dollar reached its highest level in 20 years. In May, we started to see cracks in the crypto markets as Terra lost its dollar peg and the Luna crashed to zero. If you're ever looking to invest in securities that have the same name as your pets, you may just want to be mindful. Just some food for thought there. Uh, the Fed raised interest rates again as well, this time at a half of 1%. Between June and August, the Fed raised rates by 1.5%. That was the largest increase since Alan Greenspan was in office back in 1994. And that was due to inflation topping out at a whopping 9.1%. Remember when they said that inflation was going to be transitory? The best month of the year. Do you remember when it first the Fed continued to raise rates through October by another three quarters of 1%, and tech layoffs began to top the headlines as Facebook announced plans to reduce their headcount for the first time in the company's history. Come November, Main Street started to learn the name Sam Bankman Freed. As the crypto exchange FTX froze withdrawals amid an $8 billion shortfall. Oh, and the Fed also raised rates again by another three quarters of 1%. Again, if you're going to get your financial advice from people like Tom Brady and Steph Curry, you, you may just want to be mindful. No, I'm not an expert and I don't need to be. With FTX, I have everything I need to buy, sell, and trade crypto safely. And finally, ending the year in December... Shocking, the Fed raised rates a seventh time, and this by a half of 1%. And all the while, Apple's market cap ended the year at $2.1 trillion, a mere loss of $900 billion. High inflation, rising interest rates, and a slowing economic uh, growth rate saw stocks deliver a negative return of 18.1%, and the bond bubble finally burst as the U.S. bond market had its worst year on record, down a whopping 13.1%. Hit me again, Ike, and put some stank on it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the power of positive thinking. That's what I always say. So here's what's interesting. Let's just look at some calendar year returns over the last 20 years. 
The worst year for stocks post Y2K was 2008. The market was down almost 40% for the year. However, the worst multi-year run for stocks came between 2000 and 2003. The S&P was down three straight years due to a multitude of factors. You had the tech bubble burst. We had 9-11, which obviously led to the war in Iraq. But if we look at odds, that was an extremely rare occurrence, extreme. Since 1926, back-to-back -back negative years have only occurred eight times, and I just covered three of them. The average return following a down year has been positive 13%. And overall, U.S. stocks tend to be positive 73% uh, of the time, with the average return being a positive 12%. Another metric to look at is consumer sentiment. How is the average consumer feeling about the market? I don't feel very good. Well, going back over 50 years, if you look at a chart of consumer sentiment versus stock market performance, it's amazing. I'm sure you've heard the phrase before, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. That's a classic Warren Buffett line. Well, what you would see on that chart is that if you were to follow the herd and buy when others are greedy, aka at the peak of consumer sentiment, your average return over the next 12 months would have been about 4.1%. Whereas if you decided to go against the herd and buy when others were fearful, aka when consumer sentiment was at its lowest, your average return over the next 12 months would have been about 24.9%. So big shout out to JP Morgan and Lincoln Financial for those statistics. Consumer sentiment right now uh, is roughly 60. Um, so that's, you know, the indicator for consumer sentiment is if you're at 100, that signals a boost in consumer confidence towards the future. So just some jumps, just something to think about right there. Dislocations. When the Fed was keeping rates on easy street, the tide was just raising all ships. What do I mean by that? Well, when money was easy, the market would go up together regardless of, of really anything. It was more just not merit-based. It was based on the fact that the Fed was pumping cheap money into the market. So the market would go up. If we fast forward to 2022, now we're seeing the winners separate from the losers. And for the first time in a long time, we saw large dislocations between the NASDAQ, S&P, and the Dow. The NASDAQ finished 22, down 32.5%. The S&P was down 18.1%, and the Dow was down about 6.9%. What hurt your wallet helped your portfolio, as the biggest winner in 2022 was the energy sector, which was up about 65.7%, with uh, the next only positive sector in the market being, shocking I know, utilities, being up 1.6%. As bad as the equity markets were, they certainly finished strong. For the fourth quarter alone last year, every area of the market large cap, small cap, international, international developed emerging markets, uh, both growth and value, they all finished positive. So that truly just illustrates how difficult it is to time the market successfully. The dollar, let's talk about that for a second. The dollar finished the year up 8.2%, but we began to see weakening in September. A strong dollar is a headwind for non-US stocks, but if this weakening trend continues, that would actually turn into a tailwind for non-US stocks. We already touched on the most aggressive Federal Reserve rate hike in 40 years. Let's tie that to the housing market here for a second. We saw 30-year mortgage rates go from the low threes to north of seven, certainly creating a drag on the overall real estate market. But what's interesting is this. 
One of the main rules to remember when it comes to investing, among anything else, is to buy low and sell high. History would tell us that most investors actually do the exact opposite. So coming into 2022, both stocks and bonds appear to be quote-unquote expensive. Global stocks were tracking at high valuations, and the uh, 10-year U.S. Treasury was sitting at 1.7%. At that time, the 10-year projection for a 60-40 portfolio, so 60% of your money in stock and 40% of your money in bonds, was roughly 3.6%. With 2022 putting a beatdown on both stocks and bonds, now the valuations have drastically changed. Global stock valuations dropped roughly 20%, and the treasury yield rose over 200% to 3.7, which means now the 10-year projection for a 60-40 portfolio has increased from 3.6% to 7.2%. Now, as I mentioned on the first podcast, we're not getting into short-term market predictions, but this is a prime example of long-term investing and how even if you were in a 60-40 portfolio before 22 and you took the hit, your prospects for growth are still there. And again, that's just the nature of compound interest and long-term investing. So to round this out to an overall market outlook, here's where we currently sit. As for the U.S. economy, inflation remains the dominant issue. You can't make this stuff up. Today, there was an article that just came out that there was a fire at a Connecticut egg farm that just killed over 100,000 hens. It's unbelievable. Expectations on a U.S. recession for 2023 are that if we do have a recession, it appears that it would be mild because of the healthy balance sheets we're seeing in the private sector. As for our friends in Europe, a little bit of a different outlook. Um, their outlook has improved, but it does seem like the odds of a recession are unavoidable at this point. Um, they've had some serious issues with energy rationing, and it seems like the good news is that's not going to be required going forward, and that shutdowns of um, the energy industry are unlikely, so that's at least a good thing. Um, is the Federal Reserve going to continue to tighten interest rates? Well, the thought is if we see an increase in the unemployment rate, that the Fed is actually going to start easing, but only time's going to tell there. As for inflation, it looks like we're starting to get a little bit of relief. The thought is the downward global trend has started, and the range for inflation in the U.S. for this year is between 3 and 4%. And finally, if we look all the way over to China, the expectation is an easing of their zero COVID policy, which has really been horrible. If you've been following this at all, um, people have been locked in their homes, their apartments. It's led to a ton of civil unrest. So um, easing off that policy will certainly be a good thing. Um, they're also taking additional measures to support their housing market and boost their spending for their economy. So it appears that, you know, stocks in China could be, quote unquote, relatively cheap. What's the moral of the story here, folks? Just shut the news off. OK, don't pay attention to any of this stuff. Shut the news off. Watch reruns of The Office. It's much more enjoyable. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. But I'm excited. We have guests that are lined up for this podcast. In only a short amount of time, we've been able to line up some quality guests. I know you're certainly sick of hearing from me all the time on every episode. So for that, I am truly excited. Uh, we've got great episodes coming up. Please. Keep hitting that like button. Keep hitting that subscribe button. Tell every single person you know about the Plan With Callahan podcast and get them to jump on this train. 
As always, I appreciate the time you take to join us. Make sure you avoid the noise, stay on your plan, and never stop learning. Until next time, folks, take care.